Hello and welcome. You are listening to Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, Justin Lamb. I am joined by one of my best and oldest friends, Chris Cable, is with me today. Say hi, Chris. Hello, folks. Happy to be here. I was just thinking about that uh, yesterday when I was thinking about doing this podcast. And yeah, we met in the fall of 97. So we're at, what are we at, 21 years now almost? Uh, 21 years. Son of a bitch. Our friendship can drink, folks. And so can we. Win-win. I want to jump right into the episode because we had a lot of fun stuff to cover. And this is episode 20, which is insane because that's, that's 20 weeks. I know I point that out every week so it doesn't seem as special. But this is 20 weeks. Uh, the show's been going on and you guys have been listening. And we got subscribers all over the world from Australia to Poland to the UK and Mexico and Canada and plenty of places all over this country. So thank you for that. Um, I actually had the opportunity. Chris, you're familiar with the west side of the state. I'm an expert. Chris went to school in Kalamazoo, so he knows all about it. The west side of Michigan. If you're listening to this and you're saying, what state? I'm talking about Michigan. But uh, I was at... The original love glove. The the original love glove. It's the velvet glove. (laughs) The The UP. Velvet touch. Is the penis. Um, And I was in Grand Rapids, which is also known as Beer City because of the amount of breweries that come out of there and the surrounding areas. And I got the opportunity to go to Mitten Brewing Company. If you guys have not heard of them yet, you definitely will. Their distribution just took off like crazy. I first had a beer from them uh, last year called Peanuts and Cracker Jack. And you'll hear about that in a minute because I got a chance to go there and interview the brewmaster and get some inside info and a tour of the, the backroom brewery. And it was pretty badass. So check this out. And then we will jump into some other great stuff that came out of Grand Rapids. Uh, all right, guys. I am at Mitten Brewing Company in downtown Grand Rapids. Is this? Would you consider this... Old downtown. Um, so I feel like I come downtown and it's it's mainly like the skyscraper downtown. And this I'm driving down here and it feels very homey. It's definitely not downtown proper. It's you know I mean this is the west side, so it's it's downtown visible from here. But well, this uh, the building is the old firehouse, right? Yep, built in 1891. That's crazy. And uh, you guys started in 2012. Yep. So they just had their five year anniversary. And uh, in 2017, you guys did the, we are talking about this downstairs, but the uh, Peanuts and Cracker Jack yep, can the, uh, release. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking with one of the guys who runs the canning line here, and, and uh, it was, it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, well, works. I'm sitting here with three guys. You guys want to introduce yourselves? What uh, you do here, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Wob. I'm the head brewer at the pub side facility. Uh, uh, I'm Austin. Um, I work at the production facility across the street, and I'm uh, one who pretty much runs the canning line. Can man. And I'm I'm John. I'm one of the newest people here, and I'm working on both sides a little bit, but mostly on the taproom side, doing cellar work and that sort of thing. I think there's a fine line here that everyone should know that can't see us right now. I don't work at a brewery, and I have the shortest beard, so I think that's that's a, that's not a coincidence. But. It happens. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys again for sitting down with me. Absolutely. Uh, I got three beers in front of me. You've given me, so this is the. That's the Seeing Eye Rye. It's a, it's a rye IPA, five and a half percent, all Simcoe hop. It's got just a kiss of that rye, and then yeah, it just kind of smacks in the face with hops. Uh, second up is the Black Lager, our Schwartz Stop. Um, just pretty much traditional by the books. 
And thirdly, we've got a nitro, um, co a caught looking coconut porter. That's funny because we were just talking about the cream ale, and people expect cream to be in it. <laughs> but nothing adds creaminess to a beer, in my opinion, like a nitro. Yeah. Because you get that nitro tap in there. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to drink the whole time while we're talking because that would be awkward, but. Uh, yeah, that's exactly as I expected it would be. <laughs> Super delicious. The coconut's really subtle, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's just there to kind of blend in with the chocolate and, and, and the other character malts. And I mean, really, it's just kind of a fun one to play around with. Um, you know, it's we, we put giant sacks of coconut in our tanks. Yeah. And it's not easy, <laughs> but the end result is, is delicious and subtle. It's, it's really drinkable. And, well. So you guys been around since 2012, um, and this is partially, I'm sure, because I'm a naive son of a bitch, but I didn't know about you guys until last year when I had the opening day release of Peanuts and Cracker Jack. Uh, back, was it spring, summer time? Uh, yeah, spring, April, yeah. April and beyond. Uh, which was super delicious. If anybody finds it out there, try it out. Um, what's I mean? What's the plan going forward? Because you're making great beers. I got to sample a bunch downstairs. I'm trying some now. Is it just the distribution? You got the facility across the street now. Well, a couple of what you've had and what you you're drinking right now are exclusive to the pub here. Um, they don't see much distribution. Actually, the coconut order just started kind of moving out a little bit. But um, you know what what you'll get coming here is is definitely at least six to eight pub exclusive beers that rotate. There's never any rhyme or reason as to what's on when. Um, we like to play around with new things. We like to keep up with old and all points in between. And, and uh, moving forward, obviously canning is a, is a big deal. And, and um, we went with a local local canning um, machine built just 15 minutes north of Grand Rapids here. And, uh, as, as you see that growth, you know, Austin can kind of talk about this a little bit in that we're, we're starting out with our IPA, but then we're moving beyond that um, as, as we continue to grow and as we get past that peanuts and cracker jack yeah. <laughs> hump that, that is opening day of baseball season. Which I will say, you guys will hear uh, me and my guests drink Country Strong the rest of this episode because I'm going to bring some six-packs home because it's really fucking good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, on the note of canning, so you guys started your first canning with uh, the peanuts um, and Cracker Jack, yeah, right, last fall? Our, uh, yeah, last fall for our fifth anniversary, we kind of did a special. What was your distribution before then? Um, kegs? Yeah, okay. just in kegs. Um, we have about five distributors that we deal with um, across the state. So we deal in, I think, most of the lower peninsula and a little bit in the upper peninsula as okay. well. So, so what's, what's going on over there? Uh, well, we're, we're, we're gearing up for our Peanuts and Cracker Jack release um, coming up for opening day. So I believe we're brewing our first batch tomorrow. And then it's going to be from then on to... Almost a month, right? Yeah, almost a month, month and a half straight. Do you guys so, know how many barrels that you're making for the release? It's about a 170, 180. Uh, between cans and uh, kegs, something like that, which That's is insane. like about That's half again as much as we did. Is that yeah? Is that the biggest year. release you guys are going to be doing so far then? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We we we've gone about four weeks. We did about four weeks in a row canning the country strong. 
obviously one really getting that that line dialed in and and um, you know making sure that everyone you know everyone who, who worked on that line is comfortable in their in their part in their role and I mean you guys have been really kicking ass in that thing and, and coming out oh yeah you can get like about 15 16 barrels done in like three hours it's, it's, it's yeah. impressive so. what uh do you have other can releases planned this year um that you can talk about i mean we're breaking any i think besides peanuts i'm not entirely sure uh, what that is at least they haven't let me <laughs> yeah. know country, country, just, country strong will remain um you know country strong will continue throughout the year i mean it's one that We've seen three of our distributors pick up um, lots of cans of that to, to, you know, disperse throughout the state. And I know that that's one that, you know, we we sell real well out of the pub here. And in addition to that, I mean, we sell, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it now in stores locally. And, and we've got friends that are seeing it in other stores and other towns that it's really neat to have to have that feedback and to see people drinking a can Absolutely. in, in uh, the beer you guys made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so on that same note, um, as far as distributors go, for people like me that are on the other side of the state or somewhere else in Michigan, is there an easy way to like go on the internet and find out who's selling your beer? I'm not certain yet. I mean, I know... Like, do you know if you go through like Powers or anybody like we're, that? We're with Powers. We're with... Um, okay. East Town. Yep, East Town. Uh, Jay... Sullivan. Yeah. Well, if I know Powers, you can go to the website and type in the beer, or like do a drop down, and they'll tell you all the stores they deliver it to. Yeah, I mean that's so. that's one thing I know. In other states, you see a lot more of that. That's that's one way I track down New Glarus when I'm in Wisconsin or near. Um, you know, is to find the best store, um, and that's something that I know we can build on over time to where we we know where it is at all times. But right now. You know, it's one of those things where we're just so excited to have it out there in Absolutely. the world that it's like, here, take a skid. I'm excited you guys have it out there. Take a skid of this beer and put it wherever you want. <laughs> and whenever I go to a store, I I look to see if there's any on the shelf. I'm like, oh, Pull it not, to the front. not here yet. <laughs> but, yeah, it's popping Push founders to the back and put your guns right there. No, 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 no. There's room. There's room. Yeah. Room for everybody. It's, well, it's been nice, too. We've got a, we, we hired from within a, a salesman, and so he's been doing his part in one um, gearing bars and restaurants up for our seasonal releases draft wise but but also in addition going out and and setting up tastings at local party stores liquor stores great beer stores and so on um, so with that that's really helped build that that distribution you know yeah. footprint I guess you'd say you guys have any upcoming I know it's the dead of winter which is terrible outside right now but uh, thinking ahead to like spring and summer do you guys have any upcoming festivals or anything you're going to be appearing at that you know of so far the Michigan Brewers Guild Winter Beer Festival here in Grand Rapids okay. um, the last weekend of this month that's uh, that's that's a big one. I mean, that's yeah. you know seven thousand people a day, especially in a town like this, freezing their asses off, drinking <laughs> high alcohol beer to keep yeah. warm. Um, you never know what you're gonna get weather-wise because it's Michigan, so it could snow, it could be sixty degrees, it could be bottled up, it could be in shorts. So uh, in Grand Rapids, I mean, you guys talked about it already a little. There's so many breweries down here. 
Um, what what do you think you guys have to kind of set yourself apart as a brewery? A lot of what it's a big question. A lot of what it is, <laughs> and, and I see it this way: is that it's 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 your scene. It's you know it's what your tap rooms like. It's it's the crowd you bring in, and for us. This is a family-friendly place. This is, uh, you know, all ages. There's really no. There's 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 no weird feelings. You know, when you come in here, you always feel you always feel welcome. You always feel at home. It's uh, you know, it's not loud. It's not obnoxious. It's it's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to bring your grandpa. It's, you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Grandpa's welcome. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we see, we see. If you look around the tab room right now, you, you know, no, no two table groups alike, yeah. and um, that's need to look around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, recently Oprah was in here. What? Yep, a couple weeks ago. Uh, she came in with her with her entourage and, and um, what is and that? Is that four hundred people entourage? Is that, it was it was just, just a crowd of people. They took up a third of this room. Definitely, that's insane. Um, but you know, yeah, it was really far out to have somebody uh, of, of of that significance to be in our our tap room and, and enjoy our pizza, that's and sweet. beer, and talk about it. Just turn around like you get a beer, you get a beer, you get a beer. <laughs> I was hoping so, but I wasn't here, so you know, it was one of those things where I try to stay away on the weekends because it, it's it's too busy here. It's and that's a great that's, thing yeah, for that's us. That's a good problem to have. But you know, you see, it, it's just uh, I'd much rather go exploring on the weekends, try other places out, and and come back here on the weekdays when I have to be here. Um, I don't know anyone that doesn't come out to Grand Rapids or live in Grand Rapids. Um, if you guys could recommend one beer each of you that they should try when they're here, go nuts. <laughs> I mean, you recommended plenty for me, and I like all of them so far. So <laughs> it's it's easy when you when you're recommending for beer drinkers who who don't um, who like a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, me personally, I've been on the, the sour, low alcohol kick. So currently, I'm drinking the no paprikosa with uh, cranberry and lime. I really, really dig what we've got going on with that, and it's uh, very approachable. Sessionable to where you can have a couple tart. Uh, just really, I'm digging it. I guess for me, um I guess I'm on a similar sort of kick, but I, I'm a big fan of uh, Mango Gold, which had that, downstairs. that is um, that is a kettle sour that we do. So it's really light, just a light kiss of sourness, and then a whole bunch of mango in it. So it's That's what I think my comment it, it, on my phone on that was very easily just the perfect amount of sweetness in a sour. <laughs> very easily crushable beer. Yeah, so. really good. And I've been I've been on kind of a hop kick lately, so I've been drinking a lot of Country Strong. It's it's really great beer. Yeah, you're you guys seeing I Rye for sure. That was delicious. Yeah. I'm drinking that right now. Um, yeah, your guys' flagship IPA is unbelievable. And, and and so it's nice we get to go home. Uh, you know when they when they can a little extra or whatever you want to say. Um, you know we get to reap the benefits of that and, yeah. and take those home and and do a little bit of 
quality control <laughs> outside of the office and um, and, sh- and share with our friends and, and family. And, and it's bad that all I think about is like Peter Griffin. <laughs> I mean, there have been those days, but it's been on accident. You know, when you when you let a tank go like that, it's not on purpose. But uh, you, you either got to get out of the way or start drinking fast. <laughs> I can do either one of those. I prefer yeah. the latter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I want. I mean, I want to say thank you guys for doing this. That's this Absolutely. is kind of what I would like to do with the beer part of the show, and I appreciate you bringing me out here and letting yeah. me know everything's going on here. And it's a great brewery. You guys listening? Come check it out. Drink heavily. I'm gonna bring six packs home with me. Yeah, excellent. Very excited about. It. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah, for it. No thanks for oh, absolutely. We're, uh, we're happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. So happy. <laughs> so as you just heard, uh, Mitten Brewing just started their distribution across Michigan. Uh, the canning of their newest canned beer, uh, their Country Strong IPA, which was their flagship IPA, just started in January. So you're going to start seeing it in stores pretty soon here. <laughs> Otherwise, you will find it uh, on tap occasionally if you get the right bar um, that has the right distribution. But I gave Chris some of this because I brought some back. Chris, what do you think so far? I really like it. It's uh, an American IPA. It's uh, it's very country strong. So if you're a country strong kind of person, <laughs> then I can't think of a better beer for you. It really speaks volumes. Country strong. Uh, 7.2%. Uh, percent. Mm-hmm. And, um, Got an IBU on there? Uh, I'm Ooh, looking right now. I don't think we do. I'm looking and I don't see it. But I um, got a picture of it. I'll put it on the website. See right there. Look, it says "canned in the hand, loved in the glove." <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> so many dirty connotations <laughs> with Michigan. Um, but it, no, it is really good. As someone that is a constant go-to for two-hearted, if this was more Ooh. readily available, this would be my go-to IPA. And I, that's I'm not just saying that. This is it's really good. They hit. They hit all the notes that I look for in an IPA, the hop differentials, which is a word I just made up. Um, Oh, it's got extreme high hop differentials and a little (laughs) bit of, uh, it's got a malt leverage uh, coefficient, and um, it really is a great substitute for, I think, um, a two-hearted. You don't want to get too day drunk, but just a little bit of day drunk. I think that's probably the same, what is it? Yeah, 7.2's got to be around the same as two-hearted. It's two-hearted. It's 7 point something. Hold on, we're going to That's why we have Google, folks. But this is a, it's a great beer. The hop aroma that comes off it is one of my favorite selling points. If you're someone that gets a lot of flavor from the smell, that's something you will get out of this IPA. And if you start seeing the Mitten Brewing anywhere, try their beers. Like you heard in that last uh, little segment, I tried plenty of them and they're all very delicious. So there's a lot of great things that have come out of Grand Rapids, and specific to the 90s, there's a few things I want to talk about. First and foremost, I'm not going to launch into this, but did you know Andy Richter and Jillian something? What's Jillian's last name? Gillian? No, from uh, X-Files. Scully? Yeah, but what's her name? (laughs) I thought her name was Scully this whole entire time. Scully is from Grand Rapids, and so is Andy Richter. (laughs) Andy Richter with Conan Julian O'Brien. Julian Anderson. Julian Anderson. Julian Anderson. Yeah, uh, all from Grand Rapids, shaped to the '90s with their with their creepy sci-fi FBI shows and their co-hosting Conan shows. 
But the real two things I want to discuss that came out of Grand Rapids in the 90s and had a profound effect on my own personal music tastes are the Verve Pipe and Mustard Plug. Yeah, listen to this. So I'm going to get the one that I care less about out of the way first. Sorry, guys. Uh, and honestly, I, I was told by the people at Mitten Brewing that the Verve Pipe formed in uh, Grand Rapids. I was like, that doesn't seem right. Because when you think of the Verve Pipe, or at least when I think of the Verve Pipe, I think of like 1990s MTV spring break shows where he's got the like beach blonde hair and he's singing Freshman. And, Freshman. And I'm just like, no way did that guy come out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. He looks like he's been surfing since he's two years old. But sure as shit, did some research. And yeah, they did form in 92. Um, the argument is between where they formed because they were between Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, and East Lansing. But uh, they put out two albums in 92 and then I believe in 94 before they had their third album which was their first major studio release uh, Villains in 1996 which is the only album I know songs off of but that album uh, I mean that's the one that put them on the map that's the one that has Freshman uh, Photograph and uh, there's another one that goes turn the volume up this morning oh Villains this is the title track I knew that I'm not a stupid moron um, and Chris I was just playing these for you and you you got excited about one of them. <laughs> well, I did because um, I'm, I'm not the guy to be on the show today to talk about the verb pipe because I never <laughs> like the verb pipe. Nothing wrong with that. I don't my, think it's going to get back to him. My only experience of listening to the verb pipe have been um, hearing them on the radio, and when they play freshman, it always takes me 10 seconds to be like. What the f- oh, that's the verb pipe. It's the verb pipe. But then Justin just played a couple songs. Uh, from them to get me to get the gears moving here and get me thinking about it. All off the same album. <laughs> All off the same album, and I'm, and I had the same exact response. He played me a song that I actually do kind of like because it's very catchy. Uh, and, I'm, and I turned around and said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good song." He's like, "Well, that's a verve pipe, and we're going to talk about them on the, on the internationally syndicated radio station today." I like to I like to spring up <laughs> I like to spring up subject matter and get, get initial reactions from people. So my initial reaction to this. Uh, was very positive. <laughs> on, a, on a meter, I'd hit the green button. I'd hit the green the button, button. Yeah, we're going green, not red. <laughs> uh, that the song we're talking about, photograph. This is this is that song. story though so they uh they've put out six studio albums the last one was february 2017 so like last year a year ago today not today i guess a year ago to this month they put out an album you can say what the fuck i say it all the time well Chris i was surprised by that yeah i thought they <laughs> i thought they got flushed down the verve pipe no here's the funny part too <laughs> so we're recording this february 9th um and it's available for download February 11th, but that day in between, tomorrow, Saturday night in Grand Rapids, they're playing a show. Are they really? Verve Where Pipe they is playing, playing tomorrow you know? night at 20 Monroe, I don't know. some venue. I'm not um, that familiar with Grand Rapids. Sorry, Grand Rapids. I imagine folks. it's a small one since it's the Verve Pipe and it's 2017. Well, we were all nearly freshmen Holy someday. <laughs> we were, that's true. <laughs> I do wonder what that song's about. I cover that song, I play it, I listen to the lyrics, and I still don't fully get it. 
and that's because I'm naive, and I'm sure someone will write me and be like, "What?" So you're running a you're running a nostalgia program, and there's nothing more nostalgic than the first kind of opening riff of the Verve Pipe. When you hear it on the radio, you think it just triggers all those thoughts of the '90s when everything was easier. Nothing has to be harder than it is, because we're listening to the Verve Pipe, and nobody really cares, and we accept. <laughs> We just go with it. We go with it. When I was young, I knew everything. She, a punk who rarely ever took advice. Now I'm guilt-stricken, sobbing with my head on the floor. Stopping baby's breath and a shoe full of rice, no. responsible she was touching her face I won't be held responsible she fell in love in the first place now the band I, I can spend the most time on because I know the most songs by them and damn it I love ska there I said it I said it on the record I'm a big ska fan throw me some horns and a little with a little clean guitar going tink, 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 tink. I love it absolutely love it I was a big fan of ska uh, mid to late 90s and I, I never gave it up I still have all the same ska albums I had back then um, the one band that came out of Grand Rapids that's still going strong today is Mustard Plug formed in 1991 so I was 8 years old when that band got together had no idea wow because I didn't know about them until, what, 96, 97? Um, Dave, I'm going to screw this up. Dave Kirchgesner should have changed his name when he got into the band. But Dave Kirchgesner. Well, we just call him Davey K. <laughs> yeah, see? Chris's first name basis. Uh, and <laughs> Colin Clive founded the band. They're the only remaining original members. But uh, Brandon Jensen and Jim Hoffer, who I believe are both horn players and backup vocals, have been in the band since 94. So well into the years that their two most famous albums came out, which were Evil Doers Beware and before that Big Daddy Multitude. I believe that's the correct name. Uh, but Evil Doers Beware has the song You, which Chris is saying to me three times already. Today. It's so catchy. It's a great song, but I don't know. Let's test this, because I don't know. How do you know that song first? Do, do you know? Oh, God. Uh, uh, so going back to the 96, 97... I was never that much of a fan of ska. Yeah. But then you listen to songs like you and <laughs> what are some other ska bands? Like I liked Link 80 back in the day. I liked less than Jake. I liked less than Jake. I just saw less ska. than Jake last summer. Still put on a great show. They do at the burning foot festival. They play and they're not playing this year. I don't think, but bunch of dicks. I know. And then uh, some other ones like I even like real big fish a lot. Yeah. And so where did I first hear the song You? I have absolutely no idea because it all blends together. It just kind of like through osmosis, I knew the song and it was just a part of that time period of my life, I think. Two of the bands you just named, I first heard on one compilation. And not compilation CD, oh. but a compilation VHS because DVDs weren't out yet. And that what compilation was, was called Cinema Beer Nuts. Cinema Beer Nuts. That had MXPX. It had the Vandals. Wait a second. Was this on Cinema Beer Nuts? Yeah, you had the music video where they're in the yellow blazers and they that's and it. playing the that's, show. Well, they were, and that's that's, where that's I first exactly where I first heard this from. And so I got the album because I was like, I know a song by them now. So obviously, I got to buy the whole album. Well, that's the thing. Back in the day, you learned new bands based on 
compilations. Punk, yeah, punk fans did because punk fans every because like two days there was a new punk comp yeah. out. And there's all these bands on it that ended up being like bands you didn't know existed, like Pennywise and Rancid and stuff. Exactly. And all of a sudden they were the greatest bands in the world. And they were always my favorite. I never really was a ska guy personally. I like Pennywise. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't know why I like ska so much. It's melodic and catchy. It's catchy. It's I um, like punk too, but I like ska's fun. Every little ska punk like Less Than Jake. That's nail on the head. I think that's yeah. my favorite right there. Doesn't it's, always have to be horns, but there are sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's technical. It takes a little more thought than like your standard punk song, which is three or four chords, a four-four beat, and well, ska bands it's crunchy. Are nuts. Yeah, there's like eight, nine, nine members. It, <laughs> yeah, eight yeah. Or nine members trying to like coordinate like a horn horn section with one or two guitarists, bass player, your drums like. Eight to ten degenerate college students who are probably drunk, and look at what they did. They, yeah. they were all in awesome band music. together, and yeah, like, heard, yeah. that's the thing. I think punk bands <laughs> form from like little rebel teenagers that want to start a band, and then ska bands form from all these kids that were in <laughs> band together and wanted and they to actually play punk studied music. it, and that's why it sounds really good. They're like, hey, I want to be in a punk band. Good. Oh, what do you play? Trumpet? Well, yeah. let's just do a ska band. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. That was it's just a sign of, of what they were capable of. Mendoza! But Mustard Plug, that whole album, Evil Doers Beware, is, is fantastic. It starts out with Box, which is a great song. I know a guy who lives in a box. I'll actually play it so you don't have to hear me sing it. But I'm going to leave this in there because you should hear me sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy There's a great song. Um, but I tell you what, I listened, I did my homework, Justin said, all right, you're going to be on this nationally syndicated radio program. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And listen to Mustard Plug Evil Do's Beware today. Uh, so I did. And I'm going, holy crap, I haven't heard this since 1997. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it blew my mind. And I'm going, this is actually good music. It's great. And I don't know, it's, that's it. It's, so that's what, it's 1997. That's 20 years ago since I've heard this album. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a good album, too, though. And there's. It was also nice because you knew they were in Michigan, so they toured more in like the general area. So if you wanted to go to like punk shows, you could typically find a Mustard Plug show more often than you would be able to other bands. Um, and then they continued going. I mean, I I haven't listened to anything from them since then, but they. Uh, <laughs> Who has? <laughs> apparently enough people because they they did seven studio albums total, and I think three or four of those were after Evil Doers Beware. And the last one in 2014 was funded through Kickstarter. And then they're still actively touring. They were on Warp Tour twice, which was back when they were, like, back when I was in high school. Yeah, back in our day. That's when they, I think, were doing Warp Tour. But the the tour that I completely forgot about that was listed on here, I don't know if you went with me or not. It was in Roseville at some weird place. And, like, being 15 in, like, northern southeastern Michigan, if that sentence makes sense, I was like, where the hell is Roseville? <laughs> like, even now, though, being someone that has visited Roseville numerous times, I'm still like, where the hell is Roseville? Yeah. I, I don't know. But it was the tour was called the Ska Against Racism Tour. I remember that, but I did not go with you. So the tour was arranged by uh, Mike something. I can't remember his last name, but he's the, the founder of the Bruce Lee Band. Oh, and come on. Skink and Pickle. Oh, my and he, God. And uh, he has been on a number of Less Than Jake albums. We should take a break and play Skank and Pickle. Uh, here's a Skank and Pickle song right now called Fake and Jamaican. Fake and Jamaican. 
So back to Mustard Plug, though, <laughs> and the Ska Against Racism tour. This was like my freshman year, or our freshman year of yep. high school, um, and I was all excited to go because as a punk kid, I had strong feelings about social issues. I was actually doing nothing to change. Because <laughs> I, I think that's what being like a kid into punk rock is. Very, very few, like... 13, 14 year olds go out and like fight social issues. They just listen to music about fighting social issues. I have a whole rant about that actually. I thought about it. Rant away. (laughs) So earlier this week, Elon Musk just launched his own Tesla into outer space. And I think what this time period needed was not to get all deep, but something that gave us that kind of that vision, that hope that said, all right, there's something bigger out there. There's something more powerful than just you and me. But back when I was a freshman, that was like the music that I listened to. Yeah. Like, there's something bigger than us. There's these weird social... I didn't do anything to change, but I listened to this music that made me all fired up and said, yeah, there's whatever. Yeah. And I fully didn't understand what they were even talking about probably most of the time, but it fired you up and it made you think there's something bigger than what we're doing right now. But that was what the 90s were all about. It's good to be in your 30s. Um, (laughs) But Ska Against Racism, we got word that... The KKK was going to march in front of the concert place. Oh. And so, like, my mom didn't want me to go, all this crap, because it's, it's such a strange concept to me still that, like... And you're just a people, 15-year-old child. Yeah, and <laughs> that people fight for racism. They're like, no, 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 we still need this. I'm like, what? It yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense. You know, we can all move on. But so this, I went to the concert. It was amazing. Five Iron Frenzy, Less Than Jake, uh, Mustard Plug. Absolutely amazing concert. Uh... The, the thing that sprung out of that concert that I'm still made fun of for anyone who knows it today, that gave me one of my most embarrassing screen names. And there's been a lot, especially in high school. But I'm looking one, at Justin going, all right, which one? <laughs> Chris had the best screen name ever, and he probably could have sold it as time went on because it's just badass. Oh. It's so basic. Kill Radio. Oh, my so God. Bad. That was my screen um, name. And it actually was a band in California. I'd get random instant messages saying, you oh, seen- my God, I love you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love you, too. I don't even know who you are, but you seem pretty cool. And that's how he got <clears> laid. Um, Planet taste. You take what you can. My screen name was Racism Sucks 30. Oh, my God. Sucks was that. S-U-X in 30 because it was the day I was born. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know how it worked out. Like, I don't know if I typed it in and racism sucks was already taken. I find that hard to believe because it was like 97 or 98. But That's 90s right there. You spelled sucks S-U-X. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Which apparently some <clears throat> other people did too, so I had to pick a number. Well, I thought it was pretty cool and K-E-W-L cool. Ah, uh, nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to draw S's in our notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> Six lines and a couple yeah. diagonals yeah. and was there a purpose behind that? Did I miss a fucking It was a memo? national trend that made zero sense. Okay. It was like the first meme or the first viral yeah. something, whatever. The S. Yeah, six <laughs> lines and diagonals. That's exactly what it was. I never understood it. I remember doing it because I saw someone else doing it and then I stopped immediately because so I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm drawing. <laughs> Is this supposed to be like a crushed swastika? I don't know. I'll never know. So I'll just, I'm not going to draw this. And I don't know. I don't know if there was anything behind it. People are weird. I think my brother came up with a gang in high school that wasn't real. So And that was probably their gang sign. <laughs> Weirder <laughs> shit has happened. Uh, so, yeah, Scott Against Racism, 98. Mustard Plug, awesome. Um, I love that they're still out and doing stuff. Like, it's cool. I mean... Well, I don't, don't give up a good thing. 
Yeah, but I also think for like people like you and me, and you mentioned seeing less than Jake well, last, last year, year. A up at Burning Foot Festival. It's in Muskegon. It's cool, and it's it's weird because now I feel like my parents, who are always like, "Yeah, we can go to Pine Knob and see that band that I saw when I was a teenager," and they're like, you know, the voucher tickets for the stadium shows where it's just free, like Eddie Money. Oh my God, <laughs> who still um, opens Pine Knob every year when the season opens up? Yeah, I met him. He was sitting on a case of water bottles because he old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's turned into that i think for us to some degree and when we can see bands like that are still doing stuff that we liked because we didn't like a lot of the mainstream stuff at that time so when you see these like smaller punk bands that are still touring 20 years later like that's badass like real big fish and less than jake and mustard plug like they've somehow continued to make a living off being like a somewhat under the radar punk band or ska band that's just crazy to me but it's it's awesome because i get the opportunity to still see them just a bunch of middle-aged guys doing what they love <laughs> Sons <of> bitches. <laughs> well my one of my favorite bands to this day is still bad religion and they're still releasing records and bad religion was old when uh, we were listening to yes them. <laughs> absolutely um late 70s yeah that sounds about right and then they just kept pushing and pushing and well, i mean look at no effects no effects been around since 83 yep that's I mean, and that's, that's when i was born. I was born yeah so no effects doing fine I think Fat Mike at this point just does whatever he wants. But yeah, when you when you occasionally record, yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You're Fat Mike, and, and that's a whole other episode we need to do with no effects because I can't even count on yours and my hands how many albums they have. <laughs> that's a good question. Here, let me. Uh... I, I'm willing to bet it's over twenty. Hey, twenty. That's what episode this is. Here's another mustard plug song. the city of grand rapids for being awesome a mint and brewing company for having me out and giving me the time to ask them a bunch of intruding questions about their business and their beer and them being super cool um, i want to thank all of their beards which are much longer than mine because they work at a brewery it's a stereotype guys but it's a stereotype that's real and i appreciate it um, a lot of good stuff out of grand rapids and there's a lot of good stuff going on in Grand Rapids. So next time you're out there, stop at one of the four billion breweries and find some new uh, some new drinks, and maybe catch a mustard plug show or <laughs> shit a Ferf pipe show since they're playing there tomorrow night. <laughs> it's crazy, uh, but thank you Grand Rapids and thank you Chris. Pleasure to be here. Chris came by and got to try this mint and brewing beer that he said off the air was the greatest thing that ever touched his lips. Still didn't get paid. <laughs> Should have got paid to say that. You got to take the money first. I told you I know. that. I've been saying that since he started. Oh cooking. my god, money first, right? Got it this time. Money first, Jeez. then say stuff. Don't say stuff and then money. Jeez. 
Um, yeah. But thanks, guys. Make sure you follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beers and 90s. You can email me directly at justin at justinlammusic.com and check out more about the podcast at justinlammusic.com slash podcast. And no dick pic, please. Seriously. I don't want that. And that wasn't like a weird way of inviting it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Close it out with another verve pipe song. Turn the volume up this morning. Did that was ringing?